Welcome back to another episode of City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy, and we're continuing our readings from the Philokalia, in particular writings on prayer of the heart. And over the past few weeks, we've been considering the writings of St. Hezekiah of Jerusalem on sobriety and prayer, uh, watchfulness of heart. And we're picking up this week, if you're following in the text, on uh, page 285, paragraph 30. And once again, Hezekiah uh, explains to us some of the ways that we can maintain a kind of constancy in the practice of watchfulness of heart, how we can uh, know the ways that the demons would seek to uh, make us let down our guard, the ways that we have to maintain uh, the discipline of humility and obedience, not pampering the body, all these are the things that he'll be discussing with us here today. And so once again, we're picking up with paragraph 30. Hezekiah writes, And this too must be known to those who wish to learn, that the evil demons envying us often hide and calm down the mental war, for they grudge us the great help it brings us in ascent to God and the knowledge we gain through it. So they will purposefully hide themselves, allow us to experience a certain calm in mind and heart uh, in order to lure us into a false sense of security, uh, only later then to attack us with a barrage, barrage of temptations. And so Hezekiah writes, And this is in order that when forgetting the dangers of their attacks, we become negligent. They may again suddenly seize the mind with imagination, and that they may gain again make some of us inattentive to our heart. And so we can become negligent over time in our practice of unceasing prayer, of watching our thoughts, and in that negligence they wait for the moment when they can stir the imagination. And having stirred the imagine, imagination, lead us into the act of fantasy, until our minds are driven away from the Lord. For but one aim and one struggle occupies them ceaselessly, he writes, totally to prevent our hearts from being attentive, knowing as they do the wealth that is brought to the soul from the daily practice of attention. So they know, even if we don't understand, the immense value of this watchfulness of heart, that it allows us to protect ourselves from sin, but also to be ever uh, uh, conscious of the presence of God in our lives. Uh, and yet we so often set it aside uh, for the distractions of the day, but they understand it more clearly than we do, and so are relentless in their struggle to pull us away from it. He continues to say, the more then should we, at times of law and warfare, with remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ, exert ourselves to spiritual contemplation, and war in return to our mind. Only let us do everything with the advice, if I may so speak, of the Lord himself, and with great humility. So, especially in times when there is a law in the battle, that we are to be conscious of the actions of the demons, that it is more than likely meant to lull us into negligence. And so, rather than lower our guard, we must heighten it, and we must heighten our attention uh, with the practice of the unceasing prayer of Jesus and also uh, with uh, humility 
acknowledging our, our need for God's constant care. And with these two things in hand, we'll be protected uh, from the attack of the demons. There is then a kind of wisdom that we must bring to this battle for watchfulness of heart. And in the next section, Hezekiah offers us a few tips in that regard, in particular obedience that helps to foster the humility that we've already spoken of, but also the right use of anger uh, as we strike out against the thoughts that would distract us. And so in paragraph 31, he writes, It is right for us who live in a community to submit to him whoever is in authority over us, and to cut off every wish of our own with willing decision and a zealous heart, thus becoming, with God's help, as it were, willfully willless, so that we make a conscious decision, as the monks did, to uh, place ourselves under the authority of another. And so with one movement, uh, cut away all tendency towards uh, pride, that to submit ourselves and our will to another, to be willfully willless, to consciously make a decision to give ourselves over to the obedience of the common life. This the monk saw as the place where one learned the ABCs, if you will, of the spiritual life, but in particular, uh, this is the place where humility is to be learned and as well as taught that through obedience to the commands of another, gradually our willfulness is set aside. And so he writes, Moreover, we must endeavor not to be disturbed by irritability or allow unreasonable and unnatural movements of anger, for otherwise, in the hour of spiritual battle, we may prove to be without courage. And so in our day-to-day -day life, we must be conscious of our aggression the anger that arises within us, the use of our insensitive faculty, if it is not controlled and if it is not properly formed, we will expend the energy that it contains within it on other things rather than being prepared to do battle against the sinful thoughts that would come upon us. Typically, our insensitive faculty would lead us to immediately strike down any thought that would pull us away from God. But if the energy uh, therein is spent on useless things, then when it comes time to engage in the battle, we will uh, find ourselves without any kind of weapon. For, he writes, it is the way of our will, if it is not cut off by us with our consent, to be irritated against those who seek to cut it off by force without our consent. And for this reason, anger arises, and barking fiercely obscures our understanding of the warfare, of the skill in waging it, which was so difficult, almost impossible to obtain. And so if our anger is directed towards others to whom we are to be giving obedience, then we are losing, once again, that weapon that allows us to fight the battle. If we are barking, as he says, fiercely, at other human beings, rather than at the demons who would afflict us, we will find ourselves losing the battle. He continues, For the nature of anger is to be destructive. If it is moved against evil thoughts, it destroys and exterminates them. But if it is moved against men, 
that destroys in us good thoughts towards them. And so he, here he is explicit that we can become angry on a daily basis at the faults or weaknesses, real or perceived, in others. And directing our anger at them, then we weaken ourselves in, in the spiritual life. We misuse this God-given faculty. Hezekiah then tells us directly, he says, Thus it is evident that anger is destructive of all kinds of thoughts, either evil thoughts or, as it may happen, good thoughts too. For it is given us by God as a shield and a bow, and is such if it does not deviate from its function. But if it begins to act contrary to its function, it becomes destructive. I have seen a dog, at times a brave fighter of wolves, attack and rend sheep. And so he makes use of this wonderful image here of how the insensitive faculty uh, if not properly formed, can become very destructive. Uh, uh, a dog that is typically the protector of sheep, who would fight off wolves, uh, can direct that aggression to those he is to protect. He can become worse than the wolves and destroy the sheep himself. And so it could be true for us. If we direct uh, the anger that is meant for demons and for sinful thoughts towards our fellow human beings, uh, we lead ourselves into worse sin. We lead ourselves into a lack of charity towards others. And so, as I, I've mentioned in past episodes, the insensitive faculty is an essential one for us as Christian men and women in this spiritual battle, and not rarely, not often, I'm sorry, spoken of in the West, that anger is the flip side of love. The deeper our love for God, the greater our anger or hatred for sin. And as we grow in this spiritual life, this faculty uh, should be developed and directed in such a way that it bears the most fruit for us in the spiritual life. Uh, if left dormant, it'll simply leave us vulnerable to the attack of the demons. Or if malformed, we uh, can then direct the anger uh, towards others in such a way that it becomes destructive to us spiritually. And so this image uh, that Hezekiah uses at the end of the last paragraph in this whole section, I think we would do well uh, to meditate upon it in order that it might more, be more greatly fostered within the spiritual life. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of City of Desert, and I look forward to seeing you soon.